Is it piece of chain? Or Tao Te Ching? It's the Arrow Wong podcast series. The number one Apple business and number four entrepreneurship podcast. Speaking from Hong Kong. Hey guys, our guest today is Raisin Cho, based in the sunny island Singapore, who is top as the celebrity whisperer. Raisin is a motivational speaker, nurse, and caregiver to his mentally ill mother. He has gone through a series of setbacks, such as experiencing his parents' divorce and constant bullying at the age of seven, and even to the extent of losing his job and his girlfriend simultaneously at the age of 24. But today, he is the ray of hope. He helps young professionals who are living a hectic and stressful life to achieve a peaceful and happy life. That's why the well-known podcast of his, The Regacy Show. You can see the t-shirt in his podcast, as a host, he breaks the brains of the best entrepreneurs you have in this world, such as Gary Vaynerchuk, Grant Cardin. The list goes on and on. To find out from these people what are these, what of these, some of these simple and effective steps that millennials like himself can take to experience success in the most effective way possible. In this episode, we are flipping the table around and having Raisin as a guest so that we can have know more about his own personal and entrepreneurial journey. Welcome to the show, Raisin. Hey, 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 everyone. Thank you so much, Arrow, for this wonderful introduction. And also at the same time, it's really my honor and pleasure to be here on your podcast. Really appreciate your time as well. And I'm really looking forward to rock this podcast episode with you. Let's do it, my friend. So uh, the first question I want to ask is, uh, you have a very interesting background. Uh, I would like you to talk about it a little bit, uh, and because uh, because before we dive into your setback, I would like the people to know about the success and the glamorous service uh, you have. Because basically, uh, you are humble. We just talk offline. You are not a celebrity, but you are. You have been featured in a long list of media outlets, Millennial Singapore. Uh, <laughs> And straight time, something like that. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. please talk about your background. Sure, no problem. So, my background is I, I have uh, I'm like the Tony Starks or the Bruce Wayne of nurse in in a, in a sense. Okay, mm-hmm. so by day I'm an I'm a psychiatric nurse in practice at night, in a sense at night. Okay, I am the a podcaster, the celebrity whisperer, what people dub me as, and mm-hmm. also at the same time a coach. And a motivational speaker as well. So this is something that I've been working towards, so that I can go and dive deep in that area full time. But right mm-hmm. now, I am a psychiatric nurse in practice as well. So I actually became a nurse when I was in polytechnic, so which is about wow. eighteen years old. So for us as as um, Singaporeans, we got to go through certain mm-hmm. certain pathway mm-hmm. for schools so oh. after secondary school we have we have a choice whether to go to junior college mm-hmm. or we go to polytechnics so my my grades weren't that weren't that fantastic it was okay it was good but uh, no, was poly- polytechnic. yeah so i i went to polytechnic so mm-hmm. from there uh, i got to choose out of like 10 causes like i got to choose 10 causes of the many causes that out there, I chose uh, nursing as a the last choice, but apparently nursing uh-huh. picked me. 
so it's like a divine intervention <laughs> or something oh. like that. Yeah, you, you get where I'm coming from. So it's, it's my last choice for nursing, but I'm grateful that I went into this job, this vocation, because mm. through this job, I got to learn a lot about humanity, about empathy, about life, about people, and, and a lot of stuff uh, along the way, other than the medical stuff that we, we learn as a nurse. But all in all, I, I'm grateful for this opportunity because it mm. really widened my horizon and it allowed mm. me to see things in a different perspective as mm. compared to entrepreneurs, as compared to lawyers and even mm. engineers, for example, or even a programmer as well. So I got to see things in, in a very different way. So from then, I realized that, hey, nursing is actually a... a a life skill that we should learn we, because we need to nurse our family members we need to nurse ourselves as well when oh. we are old and all right we do not want to always depend on other people sometimes so from there i, I got to actually um, graduate from there and mm -hmm. then after that i have to go through the army and from from then i thought that you know i could go anywhere i want do whatever i want in terms of nursing but somehow or rather i made the biggest choice i ever made and it became a regret for me um in 2014 because mm. in 2014 what happened was i chose this japanese clinic in singapore to work mm -hmm. and i thought i would be there for a, a few years um mm. and, and then after that i would jump out and go to other places probably hospitals or things like mm. that to work but somehow because of my incompetence or even i would say my lack of concentration at work because of my ex-girlfriend we had some very mm. i would say a lot of arguments and 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 it was very toxic for me so i thought like hey um so you were 24 at the time about pardon uh you were 24 at this moment yeah at that moment oh. i was 24 so i i i thought like oh i i could i could uh i could still be they will just uh, give me a give me a chance and all but unfortunately this is a real world man i made a mistake and not just one mistake but a, a couple of mistakes and then after that they they realize that hey i'm not suitable even though i passed the interview the job interview with flying colors but i i i kind of like uh i would it's say if you don't mind manager over there so that's why i i i, I got i in the end i got fired in a sense so if if you don't mind can i yeah. ask you more about the mistake you made and what made sure. you regret yet sure so basically this this mistake was that um i whenever they they taught me certain things like for example how to how to do a certain process for example to, mm. to facilitate the patients the, the patients um triage for example and and mm. somehow or other i didn't do it properly and and oh. there were some loopholes over there there's certain there's certain things that i didn't do correctly and there's this um incident where i actually took uh the, the this patient was actually on an antibiotic and it was through the intravenous line mm -hmm. so the iv right mm -hmm. so somehow or rather i thought you know um it's it's just left a bit so uh i, I was uh, i'm not sure what the hell i was thinking of i just told the person okay you're, you're done and then i just took it out 
and and just let him go. But uh, somehow, rather, when the manager found out that hey, they still left this bit of antibiotics, why you, did you just take it out? And I was like, oh shit, I'm I'm not sure what the hell I was thinking of. <laughs> and what what was the how to explain? So I just uh, I just uh, you know didn't mm -hmm. say much and then next moment she told me hey you sit here wait here and then she went to the clinic uh she mm -hmm. went to the other room that's mm -hmm. where the uh, ceo or co-founder who is also a doctor right so there are two co-founders one is a japanese doctor another is a singaporean doctor so yes. she went to speak to the singaporean doctor about it and then after that they immediately gave me a the letter to of uh, firing so oh yeah so it was very immediate and uh, most likely they already prepared <laughs> mentally probably uh, they they already prepared this uh you know letter long long before mm. or, or they already have a draft and they just copy and paste the name and, and whatsoever so and they, they just give it to me so i was like oh shit! and that was the first time my first job and i just got fired just like that you know it's it's, uh. it's very painful uh i cried on that day and uh, i was pretty close to some cleaners over there i i really uh, respect this this cleaners who always mm. come to the clinic and clean and outside mm. of the clinic as well so i i used to have a good chat with them and then when they knew about it and they, mm. they kept uh, telling me hey never mind it's okay this is just a setback you're gonna come up stronger and things like that um i i felt very blessed at that point of time like uh, i i didn't i didn't expect a cleaner to to actually uh -huh. give me such, you know such warmth in in, mm -hmm. in that um and, and from then on i i told myself that um i i need to work on myself i need to improve on myself mm -hmm. i need to give myself a timeline and that was mm -hmm. i gave myself in next five years which is 2014 to 2019 i'm going to be way more successful than who i was and why that, why do you have such thinking a thought in your head at this moment yeah because um I, I i believe because at that point of time i hated myself back then i hated that 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 old self that that caused mm. myself to have a a a, mm. a, a firing of from a job and and also mm. at the same time not just that after i after i got fired a few mm. weeks later i broke up with my ex-girlfriend because uh -huh. I felt it's really toxic, and I decided to to call it quits as well. And and then after that, I, I told how, myself, how, how toxic is it? Because I I really want to paint the picture for people to know. Yeah, <laughs> the raw bottom. Yeah, how so, dark is it? Life, so, so, career, everything messed up. Can yeah, it was that messed up. Okay, so basically, yeah. right? So uh -huh. how 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 bad it was is like, uh -huh. uh, there are times when she will uh -huh. speak with me she'll she'll through tantrum or scold me and it can drag from like 9 p.m all the way until 2 3 a.m so what? it's like yeah yeah it's, so it's crazy it's one way it's just she keeps scouting you and then you just sit there she'll, she'll just she'll just, she, she'll just be very sucky and she'll just bitchy and she'll just say things and then after that and then you have oh. to apologize and she don't she don't accept your apology apology <laughs> then then it's too bad she was just continue and oh. and you do your best to just pacify her and things like that it's very toxic i felt i felt like man this this not not right um at that point of time and how I, long I, have I, you been dating her at that moment oh i i i believe it's like a year or so a year uh, or so but uh 
there, there are times where she was nice. There are times where she's uh, <laughs> very just like toxic, that. just okay. like that. So, so I was like, oh man, please, uh, I, I got enough of that. I, I need to. Yeah. I, I woke up my senses. I told myself I need to change. I need to improve my life. I, yeah. if I want to be Tony Robbins kind of, yeah. uh, kind of, um, um, your role model, role model, right? Or, or even like Gary V, all these people that I look up to. I don't think they have this kind of issues always. Like uh, even mm-hmm. if they they were to quarrel with their wife over certain things, or they make their wife upset over certain things, they they will not <laughs> let the wife talk for six hours, five hours mm-hmm. or so, right? So so I told myself, hey, you know what? I'm just going to leave this relationship. I'm uh-huh. we're gonna have a breakup, and and that's it. Right? And after I broke up. I <laughs> sorry, sorry. Is this so dramatic when you broke up with her? Because oh, no. she can that... spend hours to just scout at you and then you just suck in. Yeah, I just suck in. So that, that was before before I was fired. So oh, after yeah. I was fired. So there was time when I was in the gym and oh. then I and then uh, I really can't can't take take her nonsense and, and sometimes when she texts it's quite quite demeaning sometimes. Sometimes it's nice, sometimes it's demeaning. So at that point of time I, I felt that hey I think I should end. I believe I should end this. And then I told her that we're going to just end over the text. And I said, you know, you just going to end. Uh, and then after that, after that, um, she kept trying to call me and just block her number. I said, no way. I'm out of this toxicity. I'm already uh, in, in a shit hole and I need to get out of all more shit. I do not want to dump more shit on myself anymore. So I said, okay, uh, I'm going to improve on myself. So I started on my self-development journey, which mm. I used to have a lot of books at home and I used to read some of them and mm. I just read it as as if it was entertainment to me. It's like as if we are mm. watching TikTok videos or YouTube videos as entertainment. And I was reading it as if this is entertainment for me. Then I realized that, hey, I need to improve on myself. I need to read these books and apply whatever that has been taught. What's so the I, book? Some of the book, okay. Some of the books, some of the books, some of the books will be How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Mm. Carnegie. Okay, Mm. then the yeah, it's a it's a really good book. It it helps me with my socialization skills, Mm. and also at the same time, it helps me with a lot of um, I would say self confidence in in networking with people, Mm. and of course, uh, back then I was I was single because after that i i i gave up this relationship right uh. so i went to went to read the game by new straws oh okay mm. yeah so it was a, it was a playbook for all men at that mm. point of time so mm. i thought that that is something that i have to learn um it, it, it it's pretty good i would say it, it's not the the best book ever but it is one of the books that can help you out in a sense so mm. I, I read that book and then I also read uh, a book by John Maxwell. It is mm-hmm. called... Um, oh, it's still your, in your bookshelf. I yeah, like to know. The, the books are all in my bookshelf. Uh, mm. it's, it's, it's actually... Ah, there we have it. It's this book called The Difference Maker. The Difference Maker. Ah. Yeah, so... I've heard the few people, but I never read it. Yeah, John Maxwell's The Difference Maker was given by to me by an uh, ex-officer of mine in the army. So she knew that I was I was pretty 
um, pretty much uh, low self-confidence and, and all. So she has this book and and she lent it to me. Um, mm. But in the end, it, it became a gift instead because um, she told me that, you know, I, I, I can actually read this and apply whatever that, that that's useful over there and, and just keep working on myself. So mm. I thought, hey, why not? Um, just work on myself. And I remember whatever she told me back then and, mm. and all this... All these things just happen, and then there's this some sim, some some interesting thing happened along the way, whereby after I I left this uh, relationship, I started afresh. I told myself I'm going to start afresh, so I started off as an agency nurse. So I go, I went to the emergency department to just mm. take blood pressure for patients and things like that, mm-hmm. and and I was thinking to myself, what should mm. I do? This is not mm. how I should be living my life. Just by taking blood pressure, pushing patients around the, the hospital mm. to, to their designated places, and that's it. <laughs> Getting paid like $20 an hour? Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's not enough. Mm. So one day after a movie night out with a, a group of friends, I, mm-hmm. I came back and turned on the laptop and I happened to see my ex-secondary schoolmate on Facebook. So he posted mm. a picture of him teaching. And I, I was like, hey, he used to be a bad boy in school and now he's teaching and he wasn't teaching science, maths, his, history or whatsoever. He was teaching motivational stuff. So I was like mm. think, thinking to myself, hey, it's like uh, laws of attraction because uh, at, at the movie, uh, prior to the movie, there was the advertisement about speaking or teaching and then... Uh-huh. It, it was like something to me, like, hey, I can be a speaker because I used to do something as a student nurse. I, I used to talk to patients and I motivated them. Um, things like, for example, I spoke with a, a HIV patient, okay, uh, wow. someone who suffered from HIV. So this guy was actually yeah, probably in his last stages at a point of time and he was always listening to the Buddhist mantra so no 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 okay but no offense to that Buddhist mantra mm. is okay uh, but it was usually performed or played when mm. the person is dead in, in the funeral okay so i got pissed one day i got pissed with him watching him listening to this every single day and just lie on the bed just waiting to die waiting uh-huh. for the whole whole hiv take over <laughs> him and and die you know kind of stuff I was like thinking to myself, damn, this is not what I want you to to to, to feel. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I took that Buddhist mantra tape, turned it off, shoved it in the locker in his cupboard, and uh, he was staring at me in blank space. And I'm like, hey. And I was like, hey. Um, in my mind, it's like, hey, damn, I don't want to see you like this. But uh-huh. when I was talking to him, I was like, hey. I wasn't spiritual. I wasn't religious. I just asked him, "Hey, do you believe in God?" I was mm. like, uh, he he was like staring at me, like, "Hey, who, since when there's a student? He's a pastor over here talking to me, right?" So <laughs> I wasn't a preacher. So I was like telling him, "Hey, um, do you believe in God? Because I believe the Creator or whatever that you believe in wouldn't want to see you like in this state, and wouldn't want to see you like this." Can you imagine how many tears that your family members have been? breaking, shedding while they're not with you and they're always looking at you like, oh shit, you know, like in, in this mess. So that guy just probably just woken up 
in a sense. Oh man, this counseling session is like a movie. Please keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was like, he, he was like, oh my God, what the hell? Am I dreaming or something? This guy just void 18, no. At that point, I was, I believe I was like 19 years old. A young boy talking to an 80 plus year old guy when it's usually in Asian context, even European American context, they always believe that, hey, the older ones are wiser, they can guide you, they are the ones who are supposed to advise you. But then this time around, it's a reverse role play. Mm. So I'm mm. the one advising him at a point of time. So at that, at that point, he, he just got awoken. Um, but he didn't say anything to me at that point of time. He was just looking at me. And then after that, I just left. And then the next day, when I came uh -huh. for my shift, guess what? The first thing... The voice that I heard was this elderly man. It was like, hey, and I was like, hey, what the hell? <laughs> He's just a complete 180, 360 degree change for this, from this guy. He just suddenly just so so warm and so friendly. Hey, uh, and everything. And every time, whenever he whenever I'm around, he will always ask me to assist him rather than the regular, the 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 the, the nurses that are working over there. To, to, to care for him or to, to change his diapers and all this other stuff. And oh. and, and I was like, okay. Um, and then he started to chat with me and, and, and I just started to just chat with him and play music uh. and let him listen and all this other stuff. So uh. I, instead of letting him listen to a Buddhist mantra, I, I let <laughs> him listen to Kenny G's music, saxophone music and all this uh. other stuff. And I was like, okay. So, oh, so the change in his mood and and uh, and mm. and at the back of my mind, that that was what I was thinking of while at a movie. So I was like thinking of this, and uh, and then when I came back home and I saw my ex-secretary schoolmate putting up that picture, that photo as his display photo, and I was like, okay. And then I decided to contact him and ask him. And then lo and behold, he introduced me to another secretary schoolmate who. Who invited him to speak mm. and then after that there was a then these two guys managed to connect me to their mentor and this mentor oh. managed to contact me and we managed to go to schools to speak um, after a while later so probably about a, almost a, a month or, or so or two months or so and then i got um, invited to the school to sit down and watch and then after that i was invited is it the Ministry of Empowerment? Yes, Ministry of Empowerment. Okay, yeah. That's yeah. Right. Mm. yeah, so I, I was invited to Ministry of Empowerment. Uh, I was um, like mm. a part of Ministry of Empowerment after that mm. while working as an agency nurse. So I was doing two jobs at one go. But I realized mm. that, you know, um, it wasn't enough for me. So I decided to go full-time in mm -hmm. this place and also at the same time my mom who suffers from schizophrenia mm -hmm. was was uh, some somebody that is very dear to me so i thought i need to be able to be there even though i'm not staying with her i i still felt that i have to the the obligation as a son to look after her in a sense mm -hmm. to, to beat her up and and make sure that she's well mm -hmm. uh, even though there are times where she deny that she has mental illness just out of nowhere she will do all this kind of stuff um or she will not want to go and see the uh, go for appointments to see the doctors and all this other stuff mm. uh, but <clears throat> i decided to you know just to take a leap of faith to join this industry to join this um mm. psychiatric nursing and 
see how it, it goes without any plans or anything like that. And lo and behold, within a month or so, so I oh no, within four months, I was being uh, yep, I, I was being featured on Straits Times. So oh, okay. yeah. So after I, I joined this um, position as a psychiatric nurse, I was featured on Straits Times because of my story. And then after that, a month after that, I got invited as a guest speaker to speak in my hospital. Mm. And and then after that, as mm. the years gone by, I got featured on, on, on many platforms mm. like uh, the local radio, local podcasts, overseas, uh, international podcasts, and, mm. and uh re- and like your podcast as well, and even like some magazines in, from overseas as well. Uh, so I, I got I got this feature not just because of my life story, but because of the podcast that you mentioned earlier that I've done. So all these things actually came about because of me wanting to improve mm. myself, wanting to mm. wanting to make a difference in other people's lives. So that's why I decided to actually go on board this whole personal development journey and and thanks to this guy that actually uh that that actually i would say cultivated this reading of books kind of mentality in me and this guy was actually pretty i would say he was pretty famous in voices lane in youtube back then his name is ty lopez yeah oh got it yeah, some people call him a scam, but some people call him a, a god in a sense. But to me, um, he can be he, he can be either ways in, in certain in certain mm. places in certain times. But for me, that at that point of time, he was like a a a, a mentor in a sense to me mm. because I kept watching what he said, whatever he do, he he has done. But of course, he's very popular in his hey this is my garage kind of video advertisements for Mm. himself and all but um that wasn't what i was looking for i was looking for the wisdom that he was sharing in terms of like hey you should read this book why you should be reading this book why you should be reading a book a day and things like that kind of stuff which kick started my Mm. reading habit and till today it's i'm grateful that you know i'm still able to read like one book a month or sometimes two books a month kind of thing. So yeah, and, and not just reading it, but also able to apply them as well. Internalize it. Yes, internalize it and apply them. That's the most important thing of anything that has been shared in, in the books itself. Yeah. Lovely, man. That's the story that I would like to take out of your head because uh, mm, basically now you are the role model to the millennials. You are the way of hope. Because uh, because of the uh, experience you had uh, to come back from the raw bottom since 2014, all the yep. way up to become a motivational speaker uh, as a nurse, and then the feature, uh, the media outlet comes to you and asks you to talk about your experience. But uh, the reason why you are so famous now is because you can tackle your own dif- difficulty uh, and kind of head on. So... You set the perfect scene for yourself. So now you are the ray of hope. What <laughs> about the legacy show? Why do you have it? Why do you need to feel there within the truck? Because to me, uh, I have to admit, uh, the moment that I think uh, you capture my intention, uh, attention is uh, you need to feel there within the truck. And uh, 
he is some sort of a guy like a marketing role model to me because I think he is brilliant in doing marketing. Wherever I do marketing, I try to steal ideas from him. And then, ah, oh, reason, why, how did he do it? And then uh, mm -hmm. after I take him into your background, oh, it's so interesting. Why don't I just interview him? So now, Ray of Hope. What is Ray of Hope and Vegas show? Uh, tell me everything. Okay. So, so, so basically, Ray of Hope was actually the first... Mm my my very first um public speaking mm. title so i i I, ah. I was invited to speak at this place called uh trainer synergy so this guy actually uh said hey why not just do something this guy by the name of eugene Sia, so he was uh, like the the host of this platform called trainer synergy where all the trainers come together to network and then to learn from each other so he found my story very interesting and yes. very inspiring. So he thought, hey, why not just come out, come over and, and share? So I, I, I wasn't really a speaker speaker in a sense. I was still learning uh, my craft. So I got to um, watch TED Talks and, and see how I can involve my story and, and their method of speaking in, into my flavor of uh, speech for the event itself. And then after that, Ray of Hope got even bigger. Um, my second, my second kind of uh, speaking engagement was actually at this place called Scape. So this is a place where all the youths will hang out and all in town area in Orchard Road. So, oh, I mean in Somerset. So somehow or rather, I I got uh, invited to be the first speaker to kickstart this yacht movement. So it's by a friend of mine. So it's like uh, you only live twice. Okay, so live what twice. What does twice? that mean? Yeah, twice oh. because oh. he was able to get back out from a very bad accident, and he managed to survive <sighs> from that accident, road traffic accident in uh, yeah. in Cambodia, in Phnom Penh. So, so long story short, he he decided to start kickstart his uh, event via this. Uh, movement. So he invited me as one of my, uh, one of the guest speaker. So he he allowed me to actually uh, bless the world with the with, uh, bless the audience with with ray of hope at that point of time. So I invited my friends and and everyone and even this lady who who I look up to and she also loved my story. She found me uh, young and inspiring at a point of time. She she actually came down to actually watch this whole 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 thing, and she was there throughout my speech. I was like very grateful. She is one of the top entrepreneurs in Singapore. Her name yeah. is none other than Elim Chu. So she is like the founder of Seventy Seven Street, and I am Kim Korean Barbecue, and 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 Goro Goro, and all this other stuff in Singapore, which is pretty popular among teenagers and young adults. Mm. So. I, I I was really blessed and grateful to be able to share my stories to all these people because Ray of Hope is like how I shared my struggles and 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 my success in your podcast in a sense. Mm -hmm. But of course, it's a it's a public speaking platform, so it, it's a different way of sharing. So that mm -hmm. that was how it was. And then the Regacy Show, the Regacy Show, mm -hmm. it was all started from. I would say an inspiration from two guys. One was Joel Brown from Addicted to Success. I, oh, I, was, I was interested. 
Yeah, I was interested in his podcast. I kept reading his, uh, I, I downloaded his app last time and I kept reading the quotes, the 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 stories that they have written, the, the, the articles in terms of the tips and advices from different people or from himself as well. And also at the same time, listening to the podcast that he has been sharing uh, and he was able to interview Gary Vee. He was, in the, he was able to interview a lot of amazing top-notch entrepreneurs in Joel, America. Joel what? Joel Brown. J-O-E-L-B-R-O-W-N. Joel Brown. Mm-hmm. Okay, Addicted to Success. And then I was actually inspired by this guy back then in 2015, 2016. Oh no, 2014 in fact. Mm-hmm. When I was still down and out, I, I don't just watch Ty Lopez. I still listen to this podcast by Joel Brown. Every time when I woke up, I would listen to it. And I also get to watch this guy called Lewis House. Okay? Ah, uh, the School of Greatness. Yes, the School of Greatness. This guy back then in 2014, I saw him. 2014 or 2015, if I'm not mistaken, or 2016, around this period of time, I got to see him going on to Tony Robbins' private jet and interview him. Uh, and I was like thinking to myself, man, if these guys can do it when they were unknown, so so at, at that point of time, they were so unknown in, in, in Singapore, in Asia probably. But I was thinking to myself, hey, if these guys can do it, how about myself? Mm-hmm. So I told myself, I want to start my own podcast. But I, because I started my journey in in the new job and all i was still learning and i was given opportunities after opportunities to speak and to to appear on the media from this hospital as well so i told myself hey why not start my podcast a bit later and that was after my advanced diploma in uh, in mental health nursing mm-hmm. so my my uh, back then classmates were like uh, you know teasing me about hey regacy regacy why not you start this the regacy show and and at that point of time i was thinking to myself you just don't give a fuck and then you just yeah i would like to know yourself talk to yourself yeah so <laughs> at the point of time i was like um hey i always thought of wanting to have my podcast and just nice the project wants us to host and a, a show so somehow or rather they they just told me hey why not call this project uh, the legacy show or something at that point of time for for our uh, presentation and and, and then um or, or, along those lines from what i can remember okay then after that um after i graduated from advanced diploma i remember what my colleague uh, my then classmates told me about the legacy show so i thought hey why not just kickstart this the legacy show and and get get my uh, friends who are in and and this uh, you know in this niche in terms of speaking and all to come on board uh, to be the speakers so uh, to to be the guests so I, I was like thinking hey and then just nice Eugene Sia was the guy that introduced me to speak at Trainer Synergy back then he invited me to a book launch and that was my first time going for a book launch and it was like a grand event it was uh, like. 50, 70, 80, or 100 plus people. I can't yeah. remember the amount of people that went, but it was it was amazing. Mm. And I thought, hey, my first guest would be this guy called Andrew Chow, one of the one of the prolific speakers in Southeast Asia. Oh. And I thought to myself, why not just get him as the first guest? And then 
and it's my first episode and i i pitched the idea to him mm. and he said yes why not and at that point of time i thought just to it was just to introduce his book and probably some of the tips that he want to share that's it and and then slowly and and surely i realized that hey my facebook friends there's so many entrepreneurs so many uh, speakers coaches trainers why not just jumble them up into the podcast itself mm-hmm. so after that the second episode i got eugene sia then third i got other people and then fourth fifth sixth and it just kept continuing until today but only two years back or or yeah two years back or so I decided to go full fledged on entrepreneurship in my podcast because I mm. I have the love of entrepreneurship. I want to know more about what is happening in the minds of entrepreneurs. How do they face failures? How do they face success? And all these lessons that they share with me and my audience can be beneficial for myself as well when I mm. step out and, and step up as a, an entrepreneur in the future. So I told myself, hey, you know what? let's do this and of course this podcast at first was meant for nurses because i wanted nurses to know that there are so many other things that they can do other than nursing because back then nursing nursing pay in singapore was pretty low uh, mm. thankfully uh, now they are increasing it because of covid because there's like a lot of people a lot of people got burned out so they left mm. nursing and they decided to go back to their countries especially for the foreigners who are here in in Singapore who has been working as a nurse for more than a decade or some of them work for a few years they decided to leave just like um early this year like many of them like more than more than 1000 more than 10000 people left uh nursing oh okay And, but you yeah. are still in it um still in it because mm. um it, it it is a good uh, source of income i would say for now and of course for entrepreneurship wise definitely mm. um it, it is still something that i love i would love to mm. so it is something that i'm thinking of ways to actually earn uh, my side hustle which is through coaching mm. and through getting people onto my podcast so people mm. pay me when they want to be appearing mm. on my podcast for example so mm. so this is this is just a, a, a few ways that i could actually earn some revenue and start mm. keep start my podcast Yeah, multiple income. So kickstart my, uh, I would say, my entrepreneurship journey. So mm. through there, I I actually decided to you know interview, have this as an interview show. So mm. slowly and surely, I got to the ranks of Gary V, Grant Cardone, Steve Sims, and and many others. So, so I'm really grateful and blessed that you know people started to get notice of my podcast, mm. and they started to. Email me, or they start started to DM me, private message me on Facebook, and ask me, "Hey, uh, when are you going to interview me?" So, for example, there's one guy who actually asked me this, and then next moment I interviewed him. And it was a very nice, um, very nice, I would say, very interesting individual, uh, very interesting yeah. guy. Um, he 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 is like uh, one of the uh, much respected entrepreneurs mm. in Singapore as well. He is the co-founder of Success Resources. So, ah, yeah. So, uh, Richard, uh, you know what? I I go to the Tony Robbins uh event uh to at Singapore uh because at uh, UPW uh, uh few yeah. years back and then uh I subscribed it uh via uh Success Resource just some silos. Yeah. 
Fortuna. Ah, okay. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Okay. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so success resources were the ones who brought, uh, people like Tony Robbins, Gary V, and of course, uh, Grant Cardone and many other people. So mm. they were all the audience were quite intrigued because mm. they can't get access to Gary V, uh, unless if they pay for the premium tickets, like they go for the <laughs> ruby, the sapphire tickets. If you are the silver or gold, nah, you won't get it. But if you're emerald, ruby, sapphire, from what I remembered, these are the top top-notch uh, tickets right so then you can get to say hi to him take photo at backstage and that's it yeah you, you don't get to interview him and all this other stuff but i'm glad and really grateful that you know i have a uh a, a, i would say a, a friend a, a follower of uh, of mine who has been following me on social media and watching my show because mm -hmm. my show is usually Facebook Live and now that it's LinkedIn Live as well, plus also it's on audio. So he he, he saw the consistency and my love for Gary V. So he thought that, hey, since I, I, I want to mention something to the audience. The consistency you have is uh, your regular show now has 124 episodes. Please go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it has now it has 120. Oh, now it has 126 because oh, so I, have, okay. I haven't yeah I haven't post I haven't post the other two out on the audio yet so mm -hmm. so yeah so I I'm glad that you know I I got this opportunity from this guy called Nicholas Gerard so he's the guy who is part of Bainer Nation squad and also at the same time he is the one who helps out in Gary V's uh, I would say. Uh, when he's over here in Singapore as well, he will meet him up and, and all. He's he's the go-to guy together mm -hmm. with Razor. Razor is the one who is helping him to arrange his schedule and all in in yeah. Singapore. So uh, this Nicholas actually private messaged me on Facebook one fine day and asked yeah. me, "Am I available on this date?" And he said that you know uh, I have been. He has been watching my content. He loves it. He 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 felt that I have been improving. I have a lot of, uh, I would say, a lot of, a, a lot of like uh, consistency, and he loves my consistency. So he wants me to meet Gary V in his hotel lobby uh, on that day itself. When oh, that's how you yeah. get the picture. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's, that's not how I got. Oh yeah, I mean that's huh. how I got one of the picture. Um, <laughs> But I, I I got to interview him. I got to have a business meeting meeting with him together with a lot of uh, entrepreneurs plus influencers in Singapore. So we got to meet him batch by batch, and somehow or other, he 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 was very generous of it was very generous of him when yeah. I asked him can I interview him during the business meetup, and he said yes. And at first I was given like. 30 minutes or so, but it was shortened to just five minutes because uh, one lady, one influencer, uh, she took took most of, her, of his time by asking a lot of questions. And I'm like, ah, crap, I'm left with this five minutes, but I'm grateful that I took this five minutes and this five minutes were gold, were diamond for me because I got to be featured on its IG. I, this clip managed to be featured on not just his IG itself, but also on his daily V. So I was wow. like his daily V for about three, four, no, five times around there. So I was like, damn blessed, damn grateful that I've been featured. And all those entrepreneurs who follows him will tag me and say, hey, Rayson, you made it. I just saw you on his, on his Instagram, on his 
on his uh, YouTube video. I was like, oh wow, <laughs> I was like, I didn't know. And and a lot of the times, many people were thinking, hey, how can a psychiatric nurse who is not an entrepreneur interview entrepreneurs on entrepreneurship and not mental health? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you made a good point. I like it. This point. Yeah. So 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 I made it. To a point where hey i want to show people that hey you do not need to have a nice set of teeth and people can criticize <laughs> there are people who criticize me for my teeth for poor oral hygiene and etc of course i get it i get your point but um and, and people then there are people who who say that hey this guy is not earning as much as these people and i can get to interview them they yes. were amazed somehow or rather speakers who came to singapore to speak and when i approached them for interview easily they will say yes uh. easily they will say yes and that's how i got people coming in on board but right now because i have pot match so they will just link me up to all these people and they will just they will just uh directly yes. message me and say hey uh you have been doing a great job in the podcast i want to be on your podcast and what is it about and and blah 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 and they share media, their profile and all, and I'm saying okay, and I get to pick and choose which which guy or girl that I want to be on my podcast and all this uh -huh. other stuff. And PR agencies back then uh -huh. from America, they just emailed me, UK emailed me, uh -huh. private message me and tell me, hey, I want to, in I want you to interview my my client, uh, and they are so and so, and then after that they will uh, share with me their profile and all this other stuff, and then after that, boom. Uh, and that's how I actually got all these entrepreneurs on my mm. podcast, and and I don't have to pay them. Uh, some some of them even pay me to to interview them, and mm. and and it was like a really great experience because I don't just get to let other people see me do my thing. <clears throat> yeah, I am also at the same time able to learn from all these people. I, I listen to my podcast as well. I mean, like, I, I, I know it's a bit weird, but I, I do listen to my own podcast. Yes. And I write out the notes and, and newsletter on LinkedIn. I, I, I read that. I, I listen to what they have to say, what they have shared, and then I make sure I remember them by heart and make sure that I execute on the things that they have shared as well so that I can be as, as good as who I want to be. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Because I do not want to be as good as them because I don't want to be a second grade or third grade copy of them. It's like a, as if mm. you are buying a fake Rolex or you're buying a fake G-Shock and then you copy <laughs> it, right? Um, and I do not want to be that. I do not want to be a second or third grade Tony Robbins, Gary V or whosoever. I want to be yeah. me. I want to be myself. Mm. So that's where I incorporate whatever that is something that is beneficial to me that I feel that it's good. So then I absorb them and I, I apply them, whichever I find that uh, I don't think it will be working for me. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't, do, I don't do it. Like I don't apply them. Yeah. I, yeah. In, in my opinion, this is something that I, I learned. Uh, along yeah, I, I love it. Uh, to you, it seems like uh, it is just a fresh moment, but I would like the audience to know it is a year journey. 
since the moment of 2014 all the way up to 2022 you spent mm -hmm. eight years to become the true way of hope and the legacy show you make it a reality uh you are basically not now you are not getting free you are not Tony Roberts. you are way very central that's what yeah. that's how you make it uh, yeah so now you are you have the absolute confidence now you the no self-esteem reason it is you just killed it <laughs> it is in the past uh it is something yeah. to memorize so now how do you manage your life you are still in the learning industry you are the uh <coughs> senior staff nurse at the institute of mental health but you are also the founder of legacy and the host of legacy show how do you manage your life how can you walk me through your typical day of your life now okay so basically how how i manage is like mm. whenever i'm off it mm. is my day for side hustle whenever it's after my my shift for example for example i end at i end in the afternoon after my morning shift for example then yes. that is the day that's the time where i relax i wind down a bit and then after that i learn from people i listen to mm. to audiobooks or read books or even mm. uh, attend courses go for networking meetings and all this mm. other stuff and this is how i manage my life and this is how I believe that you know I I, sh I should be able to do it because I have seen many people who have done it mm. in terms of like they have to do their job and and then after that they have to come back home do their side hustle and all this other stuff and I decided to you know do do the same so I I got I got to my peak at 2020 where I started to get clients and all this other stuff but then <laughs> back then I I had a relationship that failed as well uh, and it broke me because we were together for five years so I, oh. I, I five years plus five years and a half probably and i took a hiatus from from there mm. only recently then i restarted restarted my you know coaching and all this other stuff back again because i i, I needed a a sabbatical kind of a rest for me mm. because it was very tiring and it was very um draining emotionally because mm. Um, everyone thought that oh wow after you 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 bounce back up you won't have setbacks no my ass <laughs> you get setbacks after again and again and again yes and, and these setbacks sucks yes it sucks the the life out of me sometimes <laughs> but somehow or other i told myself i need to get back up again right so so th there's so many things that that involved in during this whole process of of uh getting back up because now, not just this relationship went off, but there was there were a, there was a friend of ours that that probably mis misunderstood certain things or was was uh, was deeply affected by this um, mm. this involvement of of hers because she borrowed money and didn't pay back, and mm. and, and I was like, um, damn, it was very shitty um and, and it was like a few years that she didn't pay back and then and, mm. and and that guy who is now one of the top-notch badminton player in singapore oh. refuses to be my friend in a sense he unfollowed me and all this other stuff probably <laughs> thought that hey I, I, I was in cahoot with her but i'm not yeah okay, i have to be frank <laughs> uh, i i i do not know what was going on back then i was mm. in my own world of hustle and hustle and mm. i i really didn't care so much about what what my my ex was doing behind my back uh, and whatsoever until my best friend found out and and i i got to got to know and all this other stuff and i was like oh shit and and more 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 um 
secrets started to unveil from there and and mm. that's where i realized that hey this 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 was like man i was so blinded back then and i'm thankful that robert kiyosaki gave me some advice and and all oh. your entrepreneurs who who were there with me uh on my podcast or, or whatsoever they they were there with me uh we had talks like hour or so of talks some of them called me and hey bro hey i understand you're feeling down and all, all this all this encouragement and all this other stuff and i was super grateful back then mm. that i had people like this that were there for me and those are the people that i really look up to and yes. and that's why i got them on my podcast and some of them haven't been on my podcast yet but mm. they, they are they are still in in my mind because they when i asked them to be to in, for an interview they said oh no not not yet i, I don't think i'm ready uh, i i will be very busy but to be honest they are multi-millionaires and they will <laughs> tell me that hey i'm really busy i'm not there yet i'm not there yet to be on your show like, okay okay cool so 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 be it it's okay but of course if i say um there, there's one there's um robert kiyosaki who is very nice he told me a lot a, a lot of mm. stuff a lot of backstory mm. about him and kim kiyosaki as well um, oh. I'll never forget that, but of course, um, he he was uh, pivotal. Uh, even though he kept encouraging me to buy crypto with him, and, and I encouraged <laughs> me to 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 pay him a, a sum of money to do videos, eight videos together or something like that. But I didn't take up that 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 no. opportunity because I told him, hey, I, I don't pay Gary V. Grant Cardone, so I, I I shouldn't be paying you kind of thing. <laughs> um and and he got it and he understood it but he still kept in contact with me over the years mm. even to now on and off we'll still have a back-to-back conversation but he's he's very hilarious he's very uh nice person in a sense he always uh, uh he always uh start off his message not by hello and all he say uh he will say things like hey uh, be there, uh, there will be peace to you, or and like, and or, or whatever you know, kind of thing to you. And then he called me a warrior or something like that. So, uh. so he always uh, start off his conversation with this, and I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was, I will call him master, yeah, and, and, and all this stuff. And, you know, it, it's all, all this fun, jive, yeah, you know that we we have, yeah, that we have for one another. So. So this this is something that that you know I'm I'm really grateful that and mm. and throughout the years uh, after after that setback that I had in 2020, um, I'm really blessed that I'm I'm I have so many people that supported me and mm. they want to see me come back up again, and I'm up again I'm up again okay and it's it's you know a, a really great time you know to be able to be on your podcast to share and also at the same time to be able to you know inspire people around and be able to co-author books as well during that period of time when i was down i decided to work on myself as again and then after that managed to co-author books with uh, amazing people a lot of amazing people and yeah it's 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 just just how do i put it like a really meaningful and fruitful journey uh, yes. to begin with yeah every setback sucks but the comeback will be very meaningful will be yeah. very interestingly amazing when, totally when like i'm saying thank you on behalf of the world you are up again because uh 
Yeah, you you exemplify everything. You you have stepped back again and again, but you are up again. And now, uh, you have been taking all of the coaching sessions, uh, or man, uh, the lessons from the mentor. But now you are helping other people to do the same. So you, yep. uh, I think, yeah, to wrap up this session, it, can you help help us share with us a little bit about what you are up to? Say like, because I know you, what you do now is you help entrepreneurs to. Achieve more clarity, branding, and high-level levels by providing them with your MBS system. Can you talk about、yep. it a little bit about your service? Okay, so basically, my service is very simple. So I'll、mm-hmm. coach my coaches, and then after that, I will coach them on my MBS system, and、mm-hmm. also I will invite guest speakers、uh, onto my onto my coaching sessions, and then they will be guiding and coaching the coaches on.、Mm-hmm. Several topics: how to post、mm-hmm. on social media, social media marketing, and、uh, even like、uh, entrepreneurship, for example.、Mm-hmm. Because I'm I'm not the best for to to talk about entrepreneurship, to be honest. But if you ask me, I managed to get certain、mm-hmm. friends of mine to actually speak.、Oh. Yeah,、mm-hmm. so that's that's what we do, and it's、so mm-hmm. usually attend and it's usually attend sessions of coaching. So. Can be within a month or two,、mm. and and we can actually kickstart week a weekly thing, or、mm-hmm. and if you are very busy, you can do two weekly. So so it all it, it's all up to the coaches kind of time schedule that we can align with, and then of course,、um, there will be free resources given to you, and、yes. also at the same time there will be even like a, a free book. Uh, the the books that are written, co-authored, will be given to you as as、mm-hmm. a gift as well, as a sign up package. So things like that. So these these are the things that I will be、uh, incorporating with,、uh, not just by myself, but also with other people coming along to to share as well. So this this is the service that I have, and of course、mm-hmm. the other service is to actually、yes. um, to to have you on my podcast, and then also at the same time,、uh, mm-hmm. not just that, also. Allow me to actually help you to source for certain podcasts or or,、mm. or magazines to be on, and then after that, the the, the podcast host or the magazine editor will be the ones who will liaise with you in terms of that. So these these are the things that I'm actually doing、uh, for my for my friends and for、mm. my clients, my coaches as well. So yeah, these are the things、uh, that we can actually. Talk about if you are interested.、Mm. Yeah, you、mm. can DM me or you can、uh, private message me in LinkedIn or Facebook, and I'll be definitely be you know interested in working with you as well. Yeah. So basically, you are the ultimate networker, and then because of the, all the knowledge you've gained and all the network you've gained in the past, I would just say it. I think it's longer than eight years. I think it's not even longer than that because when you talk about what you did in 2014, I know,、uh, I, I, I think you already come across some personal development lesson already, or else you won't. Hey, I hit wobble now. I hit wobble bottom. I need to change because <laughs> you just you're just you're just doing self talk. It's、yep. not like someone is by your side. Hey, reason you have to do this. It's not you. You you have, uh. A very big self awareness for yourself. Okay, is there any last message you would like to use this platform、uh, to share with the audiences?、Sure. Anything? Yeah. Sure, definitely. And and, and 
I would like to say is that it's not so much about who you know, but who knows you. And also at the same time, your okay, it is a very interesting saying. It is my first time to hear yeah, it. Please go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, because um to, to add on to that, because if a millionaire knows you and you you have a great service, for example, he'll re- recommend you to his friends or mm. to his clients or to somebody that needs your services. But if you know someone and you have no value to offer, mm-hmm. that person will not acknowledge it. Will yes. not, will, he will acknowledge you as a you know, hi-by friend, for example, acquaintance, for example, or a customer because you, know, you, you can be someone of value in terms of buying his stuff, but not beyond that. Not mm. beyond that, unless if you are able to keep consistently supporting and and show you know showing support to your idol kind of thing or s- your celebrity like Jackson Wong for example you you keep supporting him and he loves you to bits and pieces because you know he knows you and and all yeah you can get you know first class first ticket you know one of the first tickets to his show for example but um, if you know that person, like I know Tom Cruise, but Tom Cruise don't know me. So will I get anything from him? No, I won't get anything from him. Will I get an interview with him? No, I won't get because he don't know me and he don't know what is the legacy show. He don't know who I've interviewed and yes. all, right? And and if let's say, uh, for example, Arrow, it, it, let's say I do not know you, right? And you do not know me. I wouldn't be speaking with you right now. Mm. Right? I wouldn't mm. be doing my best to add as much value as possible onto your podcast. Mm. I, I wouldn't. I would. I wouldn't know who is Arrow Wong and what mm. what is happening in your life. I do not know that you you have a family. You are you are you are in Hong Kong and all this other stuff. Uh, and you wouldn't know that I, I'm working in Singapore and all yes. this other stuff, right? You you wouldn't know this raisin chew from Singapore. You might know mm. a raisin from Hong Kong, but you wouldn't know a raisin in Singapore. If if no if you know Daniel didn't introduce both of us right yes so mm. your, your networks mm. like what Jim Ron always said your networks equals your net worth but I just want to yes. add one more word into it your applied networks equals your net worth because whatever that you apply from your networks in terms of the knowledge that they gave you the network that they gave you and all this other stuff then all the more you will become your net worth mm. because you are applying whatever that was being taught was being shared with you so that you know you can reciprocate with these people yes on, on the things that they have shared with you hey you know i have this this person arrow to to, to mm. have on a podcast mm. and then when you are on their podcast you are communicating to not just one person but you're communicating to tens and hundreds and thousands of people that's tuning into their podcast, for example, or their video sh- video mm. podcast or whatever, right? Mm. So it's a, and one more last thing is that you only got one life to live as you. I can't mm. live as arrow, arrow can't live as me. We we can't live as anyone else. So don't be a second or third grade copy. Be the best version of you. I uh, especially like the last uh, line that you just mentioned. Be the best version of you. So. Thank you very much. I would like to say thank you to Daniel uh, Alvin first because uh, he yes. is the LinkedIn specialist. Uh, just a bit DanielAlvin.com and you and you will know him. You will know everything about it. Uh, without him, I will not know Raisin. I 
yeah. we yeah, will be sitting here to talk to each other. And then last but not least, thank you to Ray of Hope, the founder of Wakasy Show, Ray Central. Uh, it is my pleasure to have you on my podcast. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, really appreciate it. And I really enjoyed my time with you. And everyone do check out Arrow's podcast and also The Regacy Show for mm. new and amazing content coming to you every week. So stay tuned.